difficult for, for a first time mom, you, you're still learning how to adapt yourself to that new baby and you still have to like cook for like 10,000 people. Hello everyone, massive welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the food blog that people listen to with your hosts Liam and Carl. Unfortunately, Carl can't be with us for this episode, he's actually on his holidays sunning himself in Lanzarote, so we're all jealous about that. Hope everyone is well. Hope all our listeners are well. What you been eating nice lately? We all want to share pictures of food. We're really always up for that. Tag us in on instance is probably the best way of getting hold of us. Tag us in some pictures of your food. We always love some of that. Things are getting a little crazy busy on the podcast at the minute. We've got some really, really mega exciting things going on. Only this week I've recorded two podcasts. Managed to have a good sit down and chat all about food. I mean, I come out this little chat we were having, I come out starving, we were just constantly talking about all the good food in Birmingham, that's with one of Birmingham's best bloggers, she's won lots of awards and things. I probably won't tell you the name, I'll just leave you in a bit of suspense, you have to tune in next time to see who that is, but it's a good one, it's definitely a good one, she knows all the best places to eat around, so it's actually a really exciting new restaurant opening up in Mosley at the end of this month, end of September. It's a Peruvian restaurant called Chicana. The owner and chef is Chef Robert Ortiz, who's previously been head chef and executive chef at Michelin Star Lima in London. I'm really excited for that. Well, we're both really excited for that opening up. Peruvian food's not something I've really had a lot of, so I can't wait to get down there and try that. The food looks very vibrant and very fresh and exciting. Lots of nice ceviche and that kind of thing so I'm looking forward to trying that lucky enough I was able to sit down with Chef Ortiz and kind of interview him and we had a good little good little conversation really it was he's very passionate about his food and very passionate about bringing the flavors of all parts of Peru like the Amazon the Andes the sea trying to bring all of that up to Birmingham so that's one you really don't want to miss. You want to go and have a try of that when that opens. Obviously, as I said, I think it's the 28th of September that opens. So get down and try that. So on to today's episode. An episode I'm, I'm really excited for you all to hear. I know I say that every time. This one was absolutely brilliant. Again, it's the same old thing. We sit down to chat and we're both a little bit nervous. And as the podcast went on, we just, we, we really hit off. It's with... Sylvia Sanchez Santiago. She is the chef and owner of Tapas Catering Company. They do a load of like outside catering events like weddings and small parties. They do all kinds of sizes of parties. They can do big paellas and they do street food, churros. Everyone loves churros. Uh, yeah, it was a really, really good conversation. She's so passionate about food and being a food entrepreneur and bringing just little bit of Spanish sunshine through her food to Birmingham. God knows we could do with it at the minute, you know, autumn's coming. We go quite deep into the fact that, you know, she started her first business just at the same time that she fell pregnant with her first child. So two big, big challenges that she managed to overcome and absolutely smashed it. She does pop-up events in Mosley that look, the food just looks superb. But really good. I'm definitely going to go to the next one of those. So if you like today's episode, maybe it inspires you. Maybe you've had a food business and you've been thinking about getting off the ground or, you know, you've been holding on to an idea for starting up your own business for a little while and you've been talking yourself out of it. Maybe Sylvia inspires you to finally get out there and just start doing it because why not? <laughs> it's quite. I think it's quite a good time to get out there. You know, you could start off maybe doing a couple of street food events if it's if you if that's your idea you want to do some food you know there's plenty of street food events going on you can build it from there just build it slowly you don't even have to do it full time you know just a great time to get started so yeah if this does inspire you please be sure to um shout about it really go and tell some friends about this podcast that got you inspired to start your little food business 
If you enjoyed it and you just liked hearing us talk about food and you think you have some friends who might enjoy that, please tell them. We just really want to build the podcast and get lots of people involved. Anyhow, before I waffle on a little bit more, ladies and gentlemen, the inspirational Sylvia. Today we're here without Carl because Carl's a little bit busy, so it's just me and our guests. Silvia Sanchez Santiago. <laughs> what a name, like a film star. <laughs> the and owner of um, Tapas Catering. Tapas Catering. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. We're here in the, I think I'll call it unique uh, surroundings of Bacchus Bar, who have very kindly said we could record here today. So I'm very grateful for that. Thank We're in the Egyptian room. Yes, we are. <laughs> Feels <Exactly>. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good setting to talk about your um, your Spanish food, actually. In Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in Egypt talking about Spanish food. In Birmingham. <laughs> in Birmingham. <laughs> if, we, if we start, by you just telling us a little bit about Tapas Catering Company? Okay. Well, um, Tapas Catering started four years ago. Um, we started with the name of Seville Sources. Um, Seville Sources um, is actually, Seville is the city where I come from in Spain. Yeah. Um, Sevilla, is south of Spain. And uh, we started doing um, organic vegan sauces um, yeah. with our own family recipes. We started like selling them to the public. Uh, then we doing, we were doing festivals, uh, food festivals all around the country, mainly just selling the sauces as well as cooking in the actual stands, like using our sauces. When you say there were family uh, recipe sauces, was did you have a company in? Did your family have a company in Spain or? Did they well, produce and sell these sources in Spain? Or? Well, all my family, they entrepreneur, the business people from my granddad, my dad, they all have like family businesses related to the food industry. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really create a product like I did from scratch. Um, so basically, obviously, I knew the recipes, I know the cooking, everything was, gets involved in the kitchen, but is a lot of um, a lot of different like from making something in your house to selling it to the public because um, you cannot just take a recipe and then say oh yeah let's sell this no it's, uh, it's a lot of regulations and law and uh, steps that you have to make in order to make something like a food product into yeah. into selling into stores so yeah I started like um, yeah we've, we've got the recipes in the family but they haven't really done what I've done in the UK yeah did, uh, did you want to just tell us what the flavor of the sauces are? We'll start by yeah, talking. we started with two. Um, we started with the red mojo, um, which is originate from Gran Canaria, from the islands, but yeah. you can still find it in the whole mainland, like the whole Spain. Yeah, actually, um, I think I've had it now. In the yeah, Canary yeah, Island, yeah, 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 it's, it's originate from there, but the same. Potatoes or Potatoes, yeah, 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 we roasted potatoes. Yeah, and nice. um, But again, the same way paella is originate mainly from Valencia and then you you, you you have it everywhere in Spain. It doesn't mean because it's originate from Caran Canaria, you can make yeah. it in the south of Spain. So we started with a red mojo, which we call a mojo picon. Yeah. And um, it was very popular because um, even though people didn't know about that concept of, of sauce in the UK, um, we had a huge positive response. Um, we made the sauce in order to have it as a dipping sauce, as yeah. well as a marinated sauce, as well as you can cook with the actual sauce. It works really well with meat um, over roasted potatoes, steamed vegetables, steamed rice, cheese, even just like dipping bread in the sauce is beautiful. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it's good on everything. It goes with everything. What really? kind of ingredients are in it? Um, uh, we obviously don't give away a secret recipe. but <laughs> No, we have to tell you the ingredients, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a few bits and pieces. Just it's mainly vegetables, uh, red peppers, chilies. Saying chilies is not, is not spicy in terms of the heat. is is yeah. quite mild. We have we have two versions: one mild, one very hot. Um, and then it's got like um, all the spices we normally use our local um, farms for the vegetables and chilies. But then we import all the spices from Spain and yeah. the olive oil. We use all 
authentic uh, pure olive oil and uh, cumin, uh, sweet paprika, whole paprika. And it's just made of um, spices and vegetables, mainly. It's a, it's a vegan sauce. Um, yeah. Vegetarian, obviously, if it's vegan. And, um, and yeah, and the other sauce is the green mojo. Uh, the green mojo is, again, the same. Um, it's made of um, vegetables and spices, and um, it works really well with fish. Yeah. And any salads, again, or is rice. It, uh, Kind of like salsa verde. Salsa verde salad, yeah. Yes, yeah. something uh, is a bit like I wouldn't use it with meat or um, chips. It would just probably be like mainly fish and roasted potatoes and salad. Yeah, um, it's very healthy. Um, the both sauces very healthy. We don't add any sugars, coloring, preservatives, nothing, nothing to it. It's just the actual yeah um, the, the ingredients that we use. Uh, we did some um, extensive uh, research and preparation and studies um, to in order to make the sauce um, to be able to sell it for the public. Um, I was doing training down in London, Birmingham, um, to work out the pH levels, the uh, contamination, everything that goes into um, um, the legal side of the f food product, everything. So um, when when you started doing all this, how did you know that you had to do all that? Like, because if I was going to start, I wouldn't know any of well, this. Well, I didn't <laughs> know anything myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew what was going to be involved, I would have just said, "Forget <laughs> it, I'm not doing." Um, I, I probably have the romantic vision that a lot of our listeners will have that you just oh. I've got this brand new kind of ketchup sauce that I could make, like a mushroom ketchup. I'm just going to bottle it and sell it. That's <laughs> what I thought. I thought you just get the jars, you just put it in the jars, and that's it. No, I did. I learned so much about my own product, like um, pH levels. I never knew that you need to have for the shelf life because you have to study the shelf life of the product and. Yeah. You have to do kind of like a process of uh, starting with two weeks, three months, six months to see how long it stands in the shelf without uh, the one once you open the jar, how long can it stay in the fridge? Uh, once uh, if you can reduce the amount of salt because before we used to use a lot more salt than what what we use enough for the jars. Um, is a lot of um, ticks that you have to have in mind when you're doing it, and it's a lot of regulations in the food industry as well that you have to follow yeah um so it was very so how did you uh, go about finding out about all this sorry well and it was a bit crazy at the time as well because um i just had my first baby so i was kind of um so you launched your business um, and had a baby crazy <laughs> superwoman <laughs> we spanish were a bit crazy people <laughs> no it was um I, I had my first baby and then um and then I thought, I, I always had in my mind, I wanted to do something in the food industry, like I've, I've, I'm a chef myself, so, and, um, and I thought, why don't I take these sauces, these, these recipes, why don't share with everyone, like my, m what we do back home, what, how we eat and how we use our sauces and how, and that's how really, I think my son gave me that push of saying, come on, you have to do it now, you, and it was more like, like having another baby, because, um, you started doing it from scratch and, and you're learning th through the whole process and uh, you, you fall in love with your products as well. You, yeah. you, 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 you learn so much and it becomes another... I don't say I love the sauces the same. I, do, <laughs> I love my son, but is uh, you have respect for your company like it's it's, it's yeah. a long process yeah you believe in it it's yes yours, you do so. yeah absolutely yes whereabouts can people get these sources well we started as i say we started selling them in um in uh, our website um yeah then we were doing festivals all around the uk with carry my baby everywhere with me scotland <laughs> london brighton yeah it was but it was fun it was oh it wow was so fun, you've done yeah. festivals everywhere not yeah, just in birmingham no no everywhere. no with the baby and the sauces and the food oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was it was hard at the times because you're still learning how to do like uh, breastfeed your baby and it, i think it's very difficult for for a first-time mom you, you're still learning how to adapt yourself to that new baby and you still have to like cook for like 10,000 people and we make everything by hand, everything's from scratch. So it's more challenging than just something buying something frozen and then just throwing them in the fryer and then just serve it. No, it's a lot got into it and 
um, you have to organize the event, uh, marketing, social media, staff, training, legal side of the business. I was doing everything at the time. So, um, but I think the main thing is you, you have to be very disciplined and have a lot of passion, which I think I take both. Um, Boxes, yeah. yeah, so um, it was kind of easy for me. And then, yeah, so we started with the festivals, the website, and then once I finished the season, the summer season with the festivals, then um, I wanted to approach the restaurants in the Midlands yeah. um, because the sauce was very popular. We m basically sold out in two days in each festivals that we were doing. So um, I said, why don't we try the, the restaurants and see if we can do like different packaging and like more larger bottles or something for, and that's what I did. And um, and we've been supplying sauces for El Borracho in Ed Vaston. Yeah, very good. For four years now. And yeah. uh, then they opened a new restaurant in Sutton Confield, Sutton, yeah. Migas. Yeah. Uh, we supplying sauces as well. Uh, we did a bit of um, Amantia, don't know if you, they, they just closed down. Um, Spanish restaurant in, um, uh, what's it called, the road? It's not far from Fumo and New Street. Amantia. Bennett's Hill, is it? Uh, Bennett, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I don't think I ever went, but. Yeah, it, it was very went. nice. Um, and yeah, the, we have another restaurant that we were working with the mostly. And yeah, it's been, to be honest with you, it's been quite, it's been, we had a really good feedback. Is that the tapas restaurant in Mosley? Uh, you take the tapas, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, La Plancha. La Plancha, yes. Yeah, yeah. great place. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, is, Really yeah. good place. I've been there a few times. I love that place. That place, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we sold into um, um, Anderson and Hill. Yeah. In, um, by Como Road. Yeah. And then we just selling them in um, Kings Norton um, Cafe Garden. Uh, lovely place as well, a beautiful oh, place. King's Heath. Yeah, King's Heath, yeah, sorry, King's not King's North. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to um, say, I send the post on the Instagram. Oh, yes, yeah. you see it on the yeah, social media. It's a good yeah. idea because it's a charming little place. I love yes, that place. Yes, it so. is. It's, it's so um, welcoming and it's beautiful. Yeah, are you specifically trying to find places that kind of meet your ethos and match your brand? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And this one on Hill is good because people that goes to his store they already have um, an interest on international food and yeah. they, they they might not understand the sources or have knowledge about the sources but they're willing to learn about new products and um and then the one in cafe garden um they they, they all their products are organic vegan um they're not so much into international but I think uh, being an organic and vegan source is it, it kind of fit. Yeah, it definitely fits. I mean, it, you're always trying to find something new to kind of liven it up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. From the sources, then, so you, you started making. So you had your first child. Um, well, that's not finished. When oh. my when I w when he was six months and I was doing all this work and crazy traveling, I yeah. found that I was pregnant again. <laughs> <when he> <laughs> Because I had nothing to do, so we were just like, me and my partner was like, okay. <laughs> we had nothing Life to do. Life was too easy. I just started up my own business. I've had my first job. So I'll just have another one. Why don't I pregnant again? Let's just have another baby. Oh, my gosh. So when it was six, uh, six months, I think, uh, six, seven months or something, yeah, I was pregnant again. Wow. Tough. It was were you doing the um, catering side of things yes, at the same time? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't just the sauces. It was. It was because what I it was just gonna be mainly the sauces. But then I find out that I, I was enjoying the, the festivals and like cooking for a lot of people and um, seeing people to come back and leave me feedback. And it was just a a personal achievement as well. Oh wow, I can cook yeah. and people actually enjoy my food and. I'm bringing something new to the UK because yeah. you haven't tried this food anywhere else, probably if you went to Spain, but we all have our own methods of, of doing uh, food and, uh, you know, and and then I thought, why I just don't do this as a catering company? Why I just don't, I love doing events. I love organizing any type of events, uh, weddings, festivals. And I love, I'm, I'm actually obsessed with food. Like I've, live every day thinking about food and creating recipes is my passion i can't i went to university and um i've done a ba in um business marketing and events and i knew i was gonna go to university obviously to get a degree but 
I didn't want to find a job because I always wanted to have my own company. Yeah. And and I'm not a very creative person, but when it comes to food, my brain is just like, oh, let's do this, oh, let's mix this with that, and let's create something here. And yeah, I, I don't even call myself a chef. I, I don't even think I'm a chef. I've, I just so think maybe a food entrepreneur or something. Yeah. Like, have you always had the entrepreneurial spirit, or absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, always since I was very young. So um, and then my passion for food, then I think then to mix together, yeah, is. is because yeah so obviously you, you're not born in Birmingham <laughs> you, I was, you haven't got no, the Brummie no, accent can you tell <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you want to tell us a little bit about growing up in Seville yeah I am um, well where, I was where you uh, found your you passion for food <laughs> as you can tell I'm, I'm Spanish um I was born in Seville it's a beautiful city in the south of Spain yeah um, I had a really good life being a child um I grew up in a very family orientated um, environment um, then, um, yeah, I came to the UK when, well, I was studying science when I was um, in, a, in Seville. Yeah. And then uh, my English teacher, uh, I was learning English, but m my levels of English was really bad. I, I, I always used to like fail the exams, everything. She said, why don't you go to, sp to not to Spain, to England? Because I wanted to become an architect, I was studying science, and she said, "I think you should go to England because you need to learn English good if you want to become someone an architect with a name. Because yeah. then you could go to the South uh, South America, and then because you're bilingual Spanish English, you could do like big projects for." So I was um, okay then. Um, so the plan was to come for two months to Birmingham, and. Um, and that's here. I never went. I never went back. Never went back. Yeah, that was 2008. Was food a big part of uh, life back home? Or yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, my family they've got um, food shops in in my city. Um, my mom is an amazing cook. She just her food is amazing. Is um, big sit down meals. Yeah, like yeah. always. I don't remember ever like having a microwave meal or oven food or n never in my life. We always grow up like eating proper food, like stews and homemade food and... Uh, do you think that's more to do with the culture The culture, Spain, I think, absolutely like as well, yeah. Or is it like here where some people do kind of get home, just throw a load of stuff in the oven, like chips out the freezer and stuff like that? I think that. it's a lifestyle as well. I think, I think England, like, is is learning a lot more about food and um, people are more aware of uh, all the cultures and how you, yeah. it's, a, it's a habit as well, like having, how can I say, like in Spain for us is not like an option to, to, it's just what we do, like, and I think as well having, living by the sea and getting all the products are fresh mainly, yeah. it, it has a big, big impact, yeah. uh, the way we eat, uh, I don't remember. Now we eat on the sofa, like most of the time, we just <laughs> take the plate. That's very English, like, yeah. and, and I learned that here, and I never knew you could actually eat like that. I've well, never done that. Really, I'm from an Irish family, so whatever happened, you were there for dinner time, and you're at the table. At the table, <laughs> yeah. of course, yeah. And you know, and my dad, he would get very upset. I remember when I was young, if if I was not even sitting on the, you know, like on the chair properly with my back and. Mm. And I think it's so important, like in terms of values for your family and the way you've been brought up. And I think that's kind of what it made me today to to have this respect for food. Yeah, and it breeds respect for food. Yes. You know from the start that this yes. is something important. It's not to be messed with, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to like share that with everyone, the way we, we eat food. And do you think that's what inspired you in particular to do like a catering company, go down that kind of way of route? Because it's 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 pretty much like one big um, sit down meal, isn't it? Really, like Absolutely. you know, most of your events are a big come, come, everyone sit down at a table. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like you just want to make people happy, sharing what you doing best. There, uh, I couldn't see myself doing dresses or handbags, or it wouldn't give me such a uh, pleasure, like inside, you know, to see the actual product yeah. finish. And well, with food, it's like you're in the kitchen, you're working, and yeah, you're smelling the flavors. And uh, you I meant opposers like to just working in like a normal kitchen where you're only serving like tables of two and four. Your business is mainly s like you're, you're catering for 
50, 100, well, 200, like, yeah, 10,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> 10, people like, so like there's a distinct difference there between just a chef who Absolutely. caters for twos and fours and sixes or where you're doing it for big tables and it's more like an event, you know. He is. He's more of, um, I think everything involves, uh, it's not just the food, it's about what you uh, transmit to 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 the to the to the people as well. It's not just actually enjoying the food. It's how they feel, um, the environment that you create. Um, I just don't um, because we do pop ups as well. Um, I've done the last one in uh, Mosley, um, yeah. the Wakering Lodge Hotel. Yeah. Um, we kind of partnership with them, and all my pop ups I will be doing them with, with just with them for now. Yeah. Um, and the last event, I just wanted everyone like. You know, like you just come here now. We we looking at these Egyptian walls, and you probably feel like you're in part of Egypt. N- not really, yeah. because you haven't got the music and the food. Yeah. Maybe if we add in food and music, you could probably feel like you oh can wow, pull it off. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's my aim. Is where when you come into one of my pop-ups, or if you want me to do an, a Spanish event for you and your family, we don't just want you to eat good food and food made from scratch is it's about sharing like you feel like you're in spain the music um the environment the waitress yeah. the accents uh, i just want people to close their eyes and feel like for two or three hours you you've been taken to spain for uh without having to pay so much to fly or yeah. going to a different <laughs> country <laughs> from the comfort of birmingham absolutely yeah. uh, so what does the pop-up involve what was the menu kind of typically be like because i suppose it changes every time but well, it's a bit crazy to be honest because um, with the tapas catering, we kind of do from street food to you can see me in a festival doing um, chicken skewers with our sauces, chips, yeah. um, like um, uh, what's it called in, in English? Well, we call it uh, bombas. Um, it's like a stuffed potato with um, stuffed with a slow cooked beef and. We make it like um, for street food in them boxes, and yeah. and then you could see me in another festival doing a big paella, seafood, meat, and it's a proper homemade food again. Or we can do a pop up like we did um, in Mosley. It was a nine courses a la carte sit down meal. Yeah. So it was very elaborated food um, in one dish. Yeah. Um, I would probably use like four or five different textures and uh, five, six different colors in, in one liquid dish. And what was the typical kind of dishes? like? The to, because the thing is, uh, what I like to do as well, I like to cook very traditional food, but I like to implement like modern cuisine to it. So Refine for it a little. And yeah, make yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, so m- let's say we were doing... Um, we did one, uh, it was the crunchy tapioca with um, impregnated ink in the oh, tapioca. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've never done that in my life. And um, it was very interesting the way it came out because um, I wanted to look like um, a plate from the sea. Um, so yeah. the tapioca was kind of making it look like it was the, the shell of the mussel. Yeah. The, the black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we put a mussel, um, the mussel was uh, marinating ginger. Um, and then we, we, we kind of put the mussel on the tapioca. It was the, the bed was the tapioca. And then we did a cauliflower pimentier, sriracha mayonnaise. It was just a beautiful dish. Sounds and, uh, amazing. It was <laughs> beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> and yeah, we did, we did a nine courses meal. Um, and it was really, really good. Sounds really yeah. impressive. A lot of work. Isn't it? A lot of work goes behind you. Yeah. Is it just you or just, got me. It, just nobody else? No, just me. Crazy. <laughs> it's me and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me. Yeah, it's just oh me. Oh my gosh! So I don't get any help in the that. kitchen or anything. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other stuff for any of the other? For running food, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh food, yeah, yeah. I had um, Adrian. He's a lovely guy. Um, he's um, he's done the first pop up with us. Uh, mostly, he was excellent. Uh, we had uh, David at the guitar. Uh, amazing guitarist. Um, and then that's it. And then it was just me and Adrian, and I was also in between the plates. I was coming out to um, because I like to know people, let them know that what what goes into each dish. So I was con- kind of 
finishing plate in the food and then coming out to the tables. Yes, you introduce the food the to the, the food table. to the customers as well, yeah. Just I had the time, yeah. Just to make <laughs> life harder for yourself. Exactly. I don't <laughs> yeah, no, it was... I think when you when you enjoy doing something, you don't see as stressful and and hard work as he, as he probably sounds. Yeah, I can't remember who said the quote, but wasn't it it's something like, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Absolutely, so absolutely. Sounds like that's what you're doing. It is, <laughs> it it is. Like he's tiring the next day. I feel very tired. And I bet. And then it's a lot of the cleaning and then the next time you have to organize everything again. And and don't forget, we've the stage of life. We've got very stressful life with yeah. kids and I haven't got any family here either. So all my family is back home. So for me, I always have to kind of work the club around my kids and I never had them in nursery before. I've been a full-time mom, literally looking after them 24-7. And it's only recently that I couldn't deal with things anymore because I was kind of becoming a mom, like, oh, just do this. I'll, I'll be with you in a minute and trying to do my work. And I was thinking, something is not working in here. Your kids are getting older. They need more attention. So... I decided to put them in nursery, so they're both going full-time nursery, yeah. so it gives me more time to, and I do things more relaxed rather than just trying to like fit everything in full-time mom, the company, being a wife, no. You have to sometimes make decisions yeah. and yeah. To, to work for everyone. And I don't think it was fair in the kids either, so um, yeah, we're all happy now. We're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How often are these pop-ups and where do we find out about them? Uh, social media we um we've got uh, we pretty much we work from instagram and facebook yeah um twitter as well um and then i well the next one is gonna be on uh, cafe garden in in king's 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 heath the reason being is because um the one in wakering lodge in mostly they doing an extension in the actual venue so we can have any access to the actual room uh, to the finish is not safe yeah so the next one we're working it will be somewhere middle of august uh, but we've got weddings in august as well we're doing um spanish weddings uh for, oh, for right. uh, people in in the uk do, you do many weddings or uh, this year we've got th- well we've done weddings last year because what we do is well um i created a churros tables yeah. Have you heard of churros? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Should have brought you some. I, I love churros. <laughs> um, we've, uh, so because of these, um, you know, these sweet cards and these sweet bars was coming very popular. Yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, what can I do to, um, with Sp- be still being Spanish, uh, to, to add to, to a wedding or to, to any, f- any party? So I came up with the idea of having a churros bar. So basically, after your food or something, we just, um, decorate a table on your wedding yeah. we match the theme of your wedding so if it's a um, rustic kind of look wedding we match the table with the, your theme if it's all pink and blue we match all the colors with your table like with your with your wedding yeah and then we do a variety of different shapes and sprinkles and sauces that you can just dip with the churros and I think it's a nice touch to, to any party or weddings because um, especially being in England, you don't expect to see something so unique. And yeah. and the fact that it's all made from scratch again, it's all homemade. Um, and yeah, it's very fun. Not only for the kids, it's not a kids, it's, it's for the adults, I'd people. Be, I'd, be, I'd be in front of the queue. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we get the adults, like, they're excited to try and to mix the sprinkles and the sauces and... Um, we do chocolate fountain as well at the table, so it's very, yeah. um, it's very nice. It's a very nice touch. Um, so we've been doing the churros. Um, then we've got this year mainly August. We've got three weddings this year, uh, which it might not sound a lot, but for me it is because I'm doing other things as well as yeah. the weddings, yeah. and I'm yeah. kind of okay. looking after everything of the or every single side of the business at the minute. So. I was gonna say, I think, I think if you've listened to any of this podcast, you'll know that you're always busy doing something. You're always doing something. <laughs> the sauces is a lot of time as well because yeah, they all, it it's all handmade. Um, we have to sterilize the jars. We haven't got no big factory or anything that we, we yeah. it's so with these two little hands that you see here. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, what sauces do you do with the churros? You said you do different kinds of sauces. Uh, well, actually, we do um, chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate, 
uh, we do um, caramel sauce. And last year we did a festival with the um, Highfield in Edvaston. Oh yeah, because no, we yeah. work with restaurants as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, if they doing an um, outdoor festival or something, th we would do something like uh, churros or paella with the with the venue. And um, two years ago we did the ch the chili festival with the Highfield. Yeah, yeah. So we create this uh, chili chocolate sauce for oh, the churros. Nice. It was amazing. I bet it went really well. It went really <laughs> yeah. well. Not only for adults, even for kids. kids I was surprised. It, yeah, because yeah. it had a hint of chili, but it wasn't very spicy. Yeah. And um, yeah, everyone loved it. Like um, it was it was really nice. So they contact us this year again. So we're doing the festival same again with again. them. Yeah, the same. Oh, nice. I'm not sure if it's the chili or it's something else, but they contact me saying, can you do the 27th of July with us again, the churros? Yeah. Um, we'll keep an eye out for that. I think this goes out after that. But yeah. <laughs> you might see me there. Oh, <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank <laughs> you. And then we do um, uh, festivals again with um, private schools. Yeah, I, I think I've seen something yeah. about this. With the whole field the, yeah, uh, yeah. in uh, Edvaston again. Lucky kids. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Because um, we've been doing, the last three years, I've been doing like festivals, like with foodies, the foodies festival. Yeah. And to be honest with you, is a lot of work and a lot of risk and a lot of money. When I mean risk is yeah. money is yeah. involved. And my kids being three and two, now I've got a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And knowing the position to risk so much and I have to, I would have to travel with my kids to these cities again, Scotland, Brighton, Bristol. And I thought it was a bit too much for the kids this year. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'm going to be building, my plan was to build up more um, our name and the company locally first. Uh, with working close with communities like Mosley, Kings Heath, um, Edvaston, Harbon, uh, and then get everyone to know us, have like a reputation within Birmingham. Yeah. And then maybe when my kids are older and, you know, the company's more established in Birmingham, then kind of start traveling again to different mm. cities. And yeah. so I kind of changed the way I was doing things and just be more local this year. All right. So you got plans to go out again once it once you get built up in Birmingham, you'll go back up around, start going traveling again. I think that's the plan because yeah. it's fun. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> nice it's a nice environment. It's a lot of work, but yeah, it's fun. And I think for my kids as well, like seeing their mom being doing such a big events and working so hard, I think it teach them a lot of values. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, being seeing their mom. Oh wow, look what my mom and. I think maybe even if I don't think they can see so much, but I think it will stay in in the in the minds, for, and then maybe when they're older, they will respect me for what I used to do, and maybe they will learn something from that. And yeah. that's I think being so little now is a bit of um, it's a bit it's a bit difficult doing it with with both kids being two and three. Is, is yeah. <laughs> terrible too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any plans to ever do a restaurant? Well, we've been offered uh, with the mostly the Wakering Lodge Hotel. They've been closed for 10 years. And I know the owner. I know um, we were at university together. Did it just reopen this year? Because it, it's a, when, no, the, when I seen the photo on your Insta, I, did, I thought I recognised that place, but then I've never been into it. It was a French restaurant for 30 years. Yeah. Or something, if I'm, if I'm saying it right. And then it was an Indian restaurant, and they both the French and the Indian they were very successful. Um, unfortunately, the Indian owner the, from the restaurant he passed away. Yeah. He was just an oh. old man, and and then um, my friend's dad uh, he passed the business into my friend, uh, which is uh, we went to university together, yeah. and uh, he he wants to open the restaurant again, but he just wants me there. He wants because he's been to the pop-ups and he loves it. Uh, yeah. He really enjoy, and he cannot see anything else. He just want us Spanish restaurant with the music and um, and we 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 have in that in mind. I'm I'm thinking of um, opening something there. But it sounds brilliant. Like from what you've said about your pop-ups, I think it would really work. It would really work, especially yeah. there in Mosley. I, mean, I know you got La Plancha, but. There's more than there's room for more than one. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the branches are small as well, so sometimes it's hard to get in there. And and we're very different. I think yeah, I think it feels different. Yeah, we're not said. only just uh, making Spanish food. The fact that everything's from scratch and we kind of 
implement that modern cuisine into the traditional cooking, I think is something very unique that not many, well, there is not many re Spanish restaurants anywhere in, in Birmingham, but. I think there's tapas, but not so much like a real Spanish. A real authentic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you go to an Indian curry and you eat the authentic Indian curry and, yeah. you know, you get in. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, I've got it in mind. It, it might happen. Um, uh, I wouldn't say right now, but we, we, we're planning, we're definitely planning something. It's, um, to have something with our name, uh, yeah, but at the minute we, we we concentrate on the catering side of the business, and um, we do corporate events, uh, businesses, weddings, birthday parties, private parties, any any size event really. Yeah, I suppose it's quite kind of nice having your own kind of time, yes. time to do your own Absolutely. thing. If you had a restaurant. You have to be there for them times. And Absolutely. And I think yeah. having a restaurant is like having another child. Uh, you have to give 24-7 for the first. Well, I'm not saying for the first because having a child, you have to give that child <laughs> <laughs> till we, we, well, till we die. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it goes through different stages. Like um, the restaurant, f at least for the first four or five years, maybe not three, four, five years, you have to be there 24-7 till you get the right staff. I think you, you would. <laughs> no, I, I will definitely, definitely yeah, absolutely. Uh, but to find the right people to work with, um, and you will always find problems. Like people always come and go, uh, they want to achieve more, they just, and that's how the food industry works. Unfortunately, it's, um, it's very difficult to, it's not difficult opening a restaurant, it's difficult keeping the same standards and, and the right staff and, Someone that you can trust, that you can yeah. say, well, I'm going, and you guys just keep. So um, I'm not sure what percentage it is of restaurants that close in their first year, but it's it's amazingly high. I know that. So it's, it's easy it's to one open. Thing getting them yes, open. Absolutely, keep it at standards. Yeah, is is really difficult. Yeah. So that's what kind of pushed me away a little bit because I'm very family orientated. So for me, my family is first anything before money, before anything. Yeah. So um. I think having the tapas catering, I'm still doing my passion and following my dreams, and it gives me more time to have that family life. Yeah. So uh, it might be a better fit when the kids are a little bit older. It, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Something. That's what I'm saying. Something in the future. To, um, I could definitely see you doing it. I feel like you've got the kind of right personality and drive to do that kind of thing and the passion for it. And from a selfish point of view, I'd love to go to a proper. Sp Spanish restaurant in most days. Oh, so. really? oh, thank you. <laughs> you can come to my house if you want with your wife. <laughs> for now. We're coming for dinner. <laughs> yeah. I love I love cooking for everyone. It's, it's amazing. That's the best bit. Yeah, it is. I enjoy seeing people eating my food. I yeah. enjoy. I enjoy. That's good. Do you get much feedback from your events? Or I do, yeah. yeah. I do. I'd imagine I mean, you go around the tables having a chat with them. Yeah, I do. So. I, and I, you know what it is? I like to ask about the bad size as well. If they can give me from their own eyes, is they could have changed something from the dish or the, 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 the way the dish was, uh, the decoration of... The, I always, I think, we thinking you know it all, I think is wrong. I think you need to have a kind of open mind to listen to what your yeah. customer says. And, and maybe, I wouldn't say change it because we all have our own opinions and the way we do things. That's why we all yeah. very unique. And you shouldn't, and I think as well, like following what, I, I'm not saying I'm listening to people and asking to people to say, well, let's just change everything because everyone, no, I need to keep the way I think is right, but obviously always, open my mind to maybe, oh, okay, yeah. then maybe next time we can do it that way. And Yeah, I've done a podcast with uh, interior designers, Mel Spencer from S Swindon Design. And okay. it, she, she's worked with a lot of brands for a long time. And she said, like, the most successful ones, they just change little bits, little bits all the time. They're never one big change. It's always oh. just tiny little pieces Easy. all the time. You just keep chipping away, tiny little, tiny little. And then eventually everything gets better whereas you see a lot of places they panic when something's not right they change it completely or they just ignore the negativity <laughs> and that's even worse no. um so would you actively go around and say like I is do. there anything we can improve i or? do that's i brilliant. asked the people yeah i asked them i can't remember what restaurant i was in but they came around at the end and said uh, was there anything we could do better today yes in that's instead exactly of saying was everything okay they no, said, no, no no anything we could do better i was like 
really going to ask that? Luckily for you, it was brilliant, <laughs> but <laughs> somewhere else asked this question and mm. get, I'm going to tell him to take a seat. <laughs> I think I think is even like with us humans, like we all constantly changing. You're always changing yeah. to be a best, to be your best. So You should be, yeah. So your business should be the same and yeah. businesses you have to adapt to. Is a change as well. Is we everything is changing, technology, everything. So you have to always have that open mind and be able to receive negative feedback as well as yeah. good. Because all good is not good. <laughs> have you have you always had that, or is it something you've learned? I learned that with <laughs> the years, even with my own like my personality as well. Like yeah. I always used to think I was right. No, no, this is no, no. You, I think being in a different country. I, I came to England when I was twenty, and I'm thir- I was thirty three this year. I think I, I didn't all learn like English and being a uni and uh, learning about different cultures because I, I, where I come from is very traditional city. So I never knew about different race. Like um, I never seen, a, I don't know, uh, uh, Asian people or, uh, you know, Jamaicans, you know, never knew about all these mix. They could live yeah. together because where I come from is very traditional. So I learn a lot in a different aspects of my life, but as well as the way I am. And I think it's really good to like kind of been for so many years on my own, not just for me as a person, but for the business. Yeah. Because it makes the business to be that that open mind about everything as well. So um, it's brilliant. It's, it's definitely the best attitude to have. Like most of the most successful ones I've spoke to uh, since doing the podcast have all had the same kind of mentality. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah so. Oh, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a good thing. Probably speaking of Birmingham more in general now, uh, is there any way you like to eat or what do you think of the kind of food in Birmingham? Uh, well, being a foodies, I love everywhere <laughs> I, love, I love to go everywhere um when w- before we had the kids uh we used to go to like edmunds like you know like proper more like sit down restaurant yeah. like just literally sit down and enjoy proper food having two kids now and as i said not having any family here we haven't really got that time yeah to go out just me and my partner for food so um, we do still go to nice places with the kids. We really love Bank. Um, yeah. I think they've got a really nice concept. Uh, yeah. You always get what you pay for. Like, how can I say? Like, you will go to a place that you might say, oh, my God, the food was so good and we really enjoyed the meal and everything. I don't want to say names because I don't. Yeah, here is not trying to yeah, put anyone down. Yeah. But And then you go again next month. Nothing is the same. Yeah, it was it was a horrible experience. Like not just the food, the staff, the everything was kind of um, the, the food didn't come on time. The, this was the, it didn't taste the same as last time. So yeah, um, well, bank. Uh, I think the quality of the food is really good. The seafood, uh, the scallops, the prawns that they use, the lobster. We absolutely love the lobster there. The way they make it. Yeah, um, we like fumo. Um, yeah, I used to work for Fumo yeah. as well when I <laughs> finished uni I used to work for them and again I know how they work behind doors they're very the standards are high um, it says a lot about price if you can still eat there after working there because you know <laughs> what they do in the kitchen yeah. I mean saying that they always constantly as I say they always change it but I think they've got a really good concept and yeah. the, the, the staff is always trained good so um yeah. it's one of them places I've meant to get to and never ha- you know you're probably the same you have a list absolutely <laughs> and yeah. every time every week I'm adding some new stuff to the list yes. and then I forget about some of the other stuff but yeah. I've actually got a physical list now uh, of yeah. stuff, <laughs> stuff that I need to get through so I'm okay. trying to work my way through everything oh but wow that's that probably one of the good things about Birmingham at yeah, the minute absolutely. is how much is going oh, on it's yes there's new things opening all the time I just wish I, I wish I had more time to go out to eat because yeah, now we, so we kind of have to change the way we go out to it. We, we go more like Pizza Express, um, yeah. the plough in Harbon. Yeah. I think it's really good and it's very straight food, like straightforward food. Like that's one of the um, the places I was talking about with uh, Spencer Swindon Design. That she works with um, the plough in Harbon. Oh, Harbour. does she? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. The concept is really good and I think they're doing an amazing job. And if you see how much they've changed their business from when they from first the, yes. started to now, like, and it's not—it's never big things. It's only little things. Like, I think they've just uh, re- 
they've moved the toilets upstairs they or something and they they've got a nice little new area there yes. and it's just it shows constant. the customer that they care they you care know, absolutely doing yeah. these little improvements anywhere yeah. else um well we do do like a lot of weekends as well uh, away as well we yeah. we go to like the north because i like to try like proper uh traditional english places yeah. like I love to go to farms and eating the local pops and yeah. and we've been to a place. Uh, what was it called? Um, the Woodlands Hotel. Uh, I will have to look on my phone for the address, but yeah. the food it was amazing. Whereabouts was that? Just Woodlands Hotel. It yeah. was. Um, Oh, I can't remember where was the place. Around uh, Birmingham or? It was a uh, 45 minutes drive. Yeah. It was like up, a, up in a mountain and it was so quiet. Uh, the rooms were so old. It has so much yeah. into it. Like, you know, everything was so beautiful. The kids loved it as well. And and the hotel, it was, it was just nothing. It was just, we never had no TV the whole weekend. It was just nature, good yeah. food, family, and the food. I have to say it was one of the best dishes that the, the whole thing they made the bread when you come in homemade oh. bread the butter it was very uh, nice uh, the way they, they they made the butter to look for the bread yeah. um they made this crisp salty crisp but for the table as soon as you come in they made it themselves i had these beautiful sivas with some um sauce that they made again and it was just beautiful beautiful Sounds about, you're gonna have to give me the uh, i will <laughs> the i will uh, and then you could probably put it if some people <laughs> yeah i'll put the show notes on that uh, yeah people, uh, it was a beautiful a place very quiet as well very oh, quiet. i love the sound of that we just yeah. booked to go somewhere in august the end of august and um it's just a lodge on the side of a reservoir up in yorkshire oh and, yorkshire yes and my wife was like uh there's only one problem i said what's that she said there's no wi-fi Oh, you don't said, need it. Yeah, fine. forget the <laughs> phones. I'm quite <laughs> happy about that. I said, I'll just put a po on, post on the Instagram. And if any problems, see Carl. Yeah. Car, <laughs> we've got nothing. No internet, no TV. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm you really excited about it. I'll just I'll scoped out some local restaurants. I'll book a few tables. Oh, and cute. then uh, that would be us for the whole kind of five oh, days. That's beautiful. That <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And the quality time that you would get with your family. And yeah, it's eating different. Absolutely. Yeah, it's you can't uh, replace especially if she'll be after school in September as oh. well. So. Do you want to spend some quality time? Yeah, yeah. Did you have anywhere else in Birmingham or? Uh, it's a lot of places that um, we used to go. Um, Anderson and Hill. Yeah. I mean, Anderson oh, and Hill. No, um, I know, actually, I know what you meant. <laughs> um, um, Anderson in yeah. St. Paul Square. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I know exactly what you meant. <laughs> Anderson, you know, the, the yeah, steaks yeah, place. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we could go there with the kids. It's mm. not the right place. To, uh, it's good for food and yeah. uh, often. It's yeah, really yeah, summer, them, yeah. beautiful yeah, food. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't bring my kids there, but yeah. the food is amazing. Harbon Kitchen. I've not been. It's I top, haven't probably been, top of my but list. I yeah. can't wait. My parents are coming in August. Uh, so you will probably see me yeah. in my social media. We, we have to go and try because the food looks amazing. I know this is all about food, but it's a new thing I'm going to try now. We're going to ask every guest at the end just to tell us what their favourite thing about Birmingham is can be anything not just food just what you like most about living in Birmingham the weather <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a lie <laughs> after the last week well, this week wasn't too bad but the week before did you believe me <laughs> no <laughs> well do you want me to be honest yeah I'm not gonna say I love the weather because that would be a lie but come my city where I come from in yeah. summer, it's like India. We get like 45, 50 degrees temperature. You can, it's like being like, you know when it snowed and we yeah. get the snow and you can't come out of your house. So it's yeah. exactly the same, but you can't do anything outside. So you will have to wait yeah. till like 11 o'clock in the night till it gets a bit cooler. Then you can go out with the kids and it's a bit of, um, I don't know, going outside with the kids. It's, it's, it, it, in Spain, it works because that's how the culture and how people yeah. do life. But uh, we bringing up my kids in England, we go to bed like seven or eight, so I don't know how it will work yeah, back yeah, home. But yeah. the main thing, the best thing I like about Birmingham, I will say, is the mix of, the, the diversity of cultures. Um, yeah. I love walking down the street and seeing so many 
different cultures in, in one in one role is I think is amazing. And the way we all respect each other. Yeah. I know there is still people out there that that are a bit there's, there's always gonna be an odd few, like yeah, there's always a one percent and that's just something you can't do anything to about. To me, <laughs> I've been in England for twelve years and I have to say I've been very happy. I never had one big issue with like in terms of yeah. me being a Spanish in here and um, and I think it's a great cr- country for learning, universities, and um, I've, got, I've got a lot of respect for this country. I've, yeah. I feel like, um, is I wouldn't say I feel like I'm from here, but when I'm back in Spain, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to go back home. And when I'm saying yeah. that, I'm saying I can't wait to go back Birmingham. to Birmingham. Yeah. And it's, it's weird and it, and it hurts me inside saying yeah. it, but... I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got, you know, this country, I think it's an amazing country and to do business and, and you get to meet a lot of people and, and you you have some amazing chefs in, yeah. in I'm talking about the people that are born here, like, in, and I think it's amazing. It's, uh, it's the diversity of, of of the different cultures. I yeah, think I, I love that. It's weird because I never really thought about it too much and then about, I, I suppose it was nearly 10 years ago now, I went to New York. Okay. And like in New York, we went around Thanksgiving like okay. Thanksgiving in New York it's not kind of like the rest of America they use it as like a celebration of all the cultures in New York because oh, it's wow. such a diverse place and it, so at the time we were there it was like really in your face it was like we're really proud of all the different cultures in New York and I thought well, I'm from Birmingham <laughs> like I'm not comparing obviously New yeah. York to different size but on a smaller scale, like there's nowhere in Birmingham, in um, the UK really as diverse and as brilliant as Birmingham. It's like. amazing, I think, and and the fact that um, we don't we don't talk about it, shout yeah. about it, and celebrate it. Enough. Do you know what I think is because you the people here are so used to like you've been kind of for you is normal. Yeah, it was where normal. F- yeah. Where for me, where I come from, if you go to my city now, in my city started to change. We're getting this diversity and these different cultures and. But for you, you've been brought up, and for a lot of people, this is yeah. a normal way of okay, that's how. But it's amazing, like for someone yeah. that come from like me, f- such a traditional city, and seeing this diversity, and I think it's amazing. Like yeah. the kids, my kids' um, class in 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 nursery, yeah, it's such a you know. I think, and I think the fact that in nursery, in the actual nursery, they when it's uh, uh, Ramadan, they learn about Ramadan. Yeah. When it's uh, Christmas, they uh, I think he's Brilliant. bringing such an open yeah. mind from a young age that I don't think they would probably get that if we were living back in my city because yeah. you wouldn't... I think they know these things when I was a kid. Yeah, My nephew and my niece, they don't know. Same, yeah. And I think it's sad. You have yeah. to... The way we live today, we you have to have that open mind with different cultures and religions and, and respect each other. And it can only be a good thing if the minds were open. If you have an open mind, it's only a good thing. Because Absolutely. It, we need to kind of break down barriers, not create them. You know? uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree, 100% agree. I think, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, I just say that you made me feel very comfortable. I've been very comfortable oh, talking you. to you. Yeah, I, I like how awkward this, the podcasts always begin, a little bit like, I know. Just want to talk. And then at the end, we feel like like best friends with the person. We can do it again (laughs) this week if you want. (laughs) That's been brilliant. Uh, Thanks very much. I really loved your story. I think it's inspirational, especially like the amount of work you do is incredible. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Keep the hard work. And oh yeah, um, so you can buy the sources right now. Just say last. uh, We've got the sources at Anderson and Hill in Baikomo Road. Yeah. Uh, we also have them in Cafe Garden, yeah. uh, and you can also purchase them through the website um, at www.tapascatering.uk. Uh, also, just we here now um, for any size event, uh, private parties, even in your own home for your family. Yeah. If someone is your family turning seventy and they want to do a big celebration just with family and friends, and they want a chef cooking in the home, we yeah. can do things like that. Uh, birthday parties, festivals, anything. We're here to make people happy and share our cuisine with, with everyone, really. That's awesome. Uh, and I'll keep an eye out for a new restaurant. <laughs> yeah, in our Instagram <laughs> and <laughs> in Facebook. Yeah, thank but you. Yeah, I'll, I'll put all of the notes. and In the show notes, I'll put all your links up and thank links you. to the website and where to get thank everything. Thank you so much. So thank you. Thank you. Well, that was absolutely fantastic. I hope you really enjoyed that. A massive thank you to Sylvia 
for agreeing to come on the podcast. What a fabulous guest she was. I really hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought it was cracking. Massive thank you to everyone at Bacchus Bar, especially Brendan. You know, Bacchus Bar in Birmingham, just underneath the Burlington, if you've not been there. Nice little original kind of little pub. Definitely the most original interior in the city. I think there's an Egyptian room where we recorded today. There's lots of little nooks and crannies. It's an intriguing little pub. There's a nice little crowd in there after work. So a massive thank you to them and Brendan, the manager there, for letting us record. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. If this did inspire you or you really, really liked it, make sure you tell someone who might really, really like it too and help us grow because that's what we want to do. We want to grow this and get everyone involved have a nice little community celebrating all the food industries in Birmingham. Until next time, take care.